hello everybody. Um, we've got Jim Winorski here on the phone, all the way from LA, and he's joining the Carlisle Cult Cinema cast for a chat about Return of the Swamp Thing. Because um, I don't watch the original Swamp Thing because it's really bad. So with me, I've got me two co-hosts as well, Jim. We've got Andrew and Daz. So if they want to say hello. Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. Hello. How are you doing? Today, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. So we're doing this podcast and we're talking about sequels we watch more than the originals. And um, obviously, Jim made Return of the Swamp Thing, which is an absolute fabulous sequel and the best version of the Swamp Thing on the screen still today because the TV show, the Swamp Thing wasn't as good. So I hated the TV show. Yeah, I wasn't... Not, um, the old one. not the old one, but they did a new... Recently, they did 10 episodes of some new show and they, they made Swamp Thing a... Uh, a minor character. The did, yeah. He that... stood around, and, and and he made he made it made no sense. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, I got in an argument with James Wan about it on, on Facebook. I can I can remember but, it. But the audience, the audience, the audience, bless them, knew what that show was about, and they 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 did not watch, and they they got canceled after ten episodes. So. I, I was glad because they weren't treating Swamp Thing correctly. No, they weren't. You're right there. Um, they did him a massive dis disservice. And I mean, and you came, to, you were doing Swamp Thing when Alan Moore was writing it as well, weren't you? Yes. You know, I I went out to when I got the, the job. I went out and I bought a lot of uh, Swamp Thing comic books. Uh, I got them cheap because they weren't. They weren't uh, they weren't uh, expensive at the time, and I, I went to a comic book store in in uh, Burbank, California, and they had a bunch of old issues. I bought them all, I read them all, and I took the script that that they had given me, which I thought was okay, but it, it was it was lacking a comic book style, and. Uh, I was uh, working with uh, uh, John Terleski on Deathstalker uh, uh, Two at the time. Not to, no, it was like it was, I had made Deathstalker Two with John, and and we were talking about doing another sequel. And when I got the Swamp Thing gig, and John and I sat down one day and we rewrote that script uh, and added the two kids. And uh, which weren't in the original script. Them two kids and are we funny. Had a lot of other things, and then uh, I made the movie, and I was very happy with the way the movie turned out. It, I, I can remember I was fourteen when I saw it. Um, already a Swamp Thing fan because of the comic books, and I thought it was just fantastic. After seeing the Wes Craven one, which I was like, this is just not very good and the costume was atrocious you got the costume absolutely comic book accurate and it looks it still to this day looks great because it's not cg and you can see bits of leaves hanging off him and it's yeah it's still to this day how however many years on 30 
three years on. 33, I think. Yeah, 33 years old. 33 years but, on, and it's... You know, I, 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 everybody's got to start with... You know, I always appreciate the first guy who makes anything. Oh, yeah. You know, in a, in, and Wes Craven, bless him, um, did his best to make a, a Swamp Thing movie. And... He came to see Swamp Thing too. He gave me a thumbs up. Oh, that's good. Um, and uh, you know, he's he's always going to be regarded as you know uh, as one of the, the, the classic directors of the genre. Completely. And, um, and you know, I got to tell you, uh, it's it's easier to do part two when someone's done part one already. Because everything's already established. Yeah, because you learn from what they did to hopefully fix it in part two. And the only thing that I think Wes let people down on was the costume. I thought the costume was inaccurate. And when I got the job to do part two, I demanded that they change the costume and make it much more accurate to the way the comic book was. And it it, it it does, it looks absolutely fantastic. I watched the film again this morning, um, just as a quick refresher, because I watch it quite often every year, to be honest. So I watched it again this morning, I was just marvelling. It was the costume, especially in the HD, the new Blu-rays that are out, it's fantastic. The effects are brilliant in it, all the other costumes... And it's just such a fun movie. How involved were DC Comics in the making of it, Jim? I, I'll tell you that. Uh, the property was under the control of two gentlemen, uh, Benjamin Melnicker and Michael Usler, who had purchased Batman and Swamp Thing from DC for the movies. And... Michael Uslan is was uh, a very uh, uh, guided rule comic book fan. I mean, he had a comic book collection that went back to the forties, and he was very he was very sincere about how to make Swamp Thing too. And he liked my script. He liked my script changes, and he said, "Go." go make it and so I went out every day and tried to make my version of Swamp Thing and you know we had enough money to do some of the sets well and and make a decent costume and get these you know get some name actors and so it was a lot of fun to make uh, uh, Heather Locklear was a doll on the set as was uh, Joey Segal, who played the, uh, uh, the villain. Yeah, I like and Joey. Louis Jordan was kind of a prick. <laughs> um, he was. He was a fucking prick. <laughs> That's and, brilliant. Because uh, he was bringing along all that baggage from Gigi and, and, uh, and MGM. Yeah. And, and I, I constantly argued with him. And, you know... His performance in the film is kind of, you know, cardboard. But he's taking they had a paycheck. To have him. 
they had to have him. It was a contractual thing with the, with the money people that they brought him back because he was in part one. So uh, if I if I had my druthers, I would have rather uh, uh, had somebody else in that part. But you know, at least he gave me a GG reference to the parrot, and uh, and you know he was he was he was not a bad guy to deal with. It's just he was like. You know, he would do one take and then say, that's it, I'm not going to do another one. And I said, yeah, Louie, you've got a different angles here. you got to do you got to do it again. And, you know, so I constantly had a, a, a back and forth with him. Whereas Heather Locklear was just a doll. And, uh, and you know, she had uh, her, her then current boyfriend, Tommy Lee, was, you know, down right. there. And, Charlie Sheen was on the set. That's fantastic. Um, and and uh, so we had a, we had a, a rogues gallery of people, and um, and you know I was I was uh, dating Monique Gabrielle at the time. You were a very lucky man. Was in it. What I said, you're a very lucky man because she's stunning. She was very beautiful, and that was her prime year. She looked incredible, and um, so she came down uh, to Georgia as well. Because I said I'm going, I got to put it. You know, if I got to make this film in Georgia, I want somebody there with me. So uh, I hired her as uh, the uh, villain's assistant, and um, uh, so you know we had some good sets. We had some good pyro we had you know a lot of fun and and heather heather was loved by every you know everybody knew her yeah television so the police and all those people they would put her in the car at night and turn the sirens on whisk her off to a place to dance (laughs) and you know and heather and monique and i and a few other people uh would get together on sundays for uh lunch and you know it was a, it was a nice nice deal it was very hot down there it was like 100 degrees every day with humidity um and there were gators in the water <laughs> we had to hire guys with uh, with rifles to shoot at gators bloody hell we, you know and we fenced off some of the swamp so that they couldn't get in and it was safe um, to shoot eat us and uh, so, but we had to all be in the, in the water with waders, you know, up to our chests. And um, we had these giant lights, you know, musco lights that were, you know, ho- hovering above the, the trees and everything. And we had to bring them down every three hours to, you know, clean the bugs off them. Oh, I could imagine. There were so many bugs. And, and the bugs would would uh, attack, you know, go for the lights and die on the on the hot lights. And after about three hours, it would darken everything because there were so many dead bugs on the lights. Oh, I bet you that was so, a nightmare. So we had to lower the lights, you know, wipe off the dead bugs and then put them up again. So it was like, there was oddities like that. And there were snakes, there was everything. And, but it, the swamp is a beautiful place. 
Um, Uncle Shed's was a real place. Right. It was a it was a real place. That's. Um, we 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 built we built uh that 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 place where the two kids are what looking at adult adult magazines. Yeah, it was. That was all built so we could blow it up. Um, and we we bought in all those you know cars and blew them up too. So we had you know we had some money to do that. And uh, it was beautiful shooting in the swamp, especially at night because you could really get a a really kind of a comic book feel out of the swamp when you lit it well. Yeah. Smoking and all that. I, I yeah I completely get where you come. Yeah. I mean, it has got that from the time that comic book feel to the whole movie, and it's it's nice and light where it needs to be. It's just such, as I say, just such a fun film. And I watched it when I was fourteen, and I'm now forty six. So. Well, there you go. There you go. So uh, um, I'm glad you enjoy it. I uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but. Uh, uh, Oh, you know, I, I kind of remember. I, I remember it well. It was a fun movie to make, and you know, fun movie to edit. Um, we used a little stock footage in there from uh, of some of those guys on the ATVs riding around. Oh yeah, yeah. From another movie. Um, but all of it, most most of it was all you know, me calling action and cut. So it, it was it was it was it was a fun movie to make. And I'm I'm, pl I'm I'm pleased it got made because, as I say, I've got a signed copy thanks to yourself on VHS, and it's one of my prized possessions in my collection. Um, but I've got to ask you about the other comic book movie you made, Vampirella. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a a, a tough movie to make. Okay, I'll tell you why. Number one, there was so much interference. Uh, it was made for Showtime, which is an American uh, cable company. Yeah. And that competes with HBO. And they were very insistent upon putting um, Felisa Soto in the movie. And um, I was against it. I, I can see why. I wanted I wanted Julie Strain, but they wouldn't hear of it because she didn't have a name. Oh, man, that's such that's a shame because she she would have been perfect casting because obviously she did don the Vampirella she costume. Would have been perfect casting, but but there was so much interference from Showtime that it made it almost impossible to make that film the way I intended to make, wanted to make it. So, uh, but I got through it and. You know, there's some action in there, but she was, you know, it was, it was like, you know, putting the wrong person in the, in the lead role was, was, you know, kind of a how was terrible Roger, idea. How was um, working with Roger Daltrey? It was a lot of fun. I was a big, I loved, I loved the whole. And every day at lunch, he would come out of his trailer and sit on the stoop of his trailer and start singing. Oh, that's oh, brilliant! <laughs> and I, I'd, I'd say, hey, that sounds like oh, <laughs> <laughs> because 
because he would he would be singing whose songs and um i'd say wow it's a live version of uh, you know this or that whatever song he chose to do and he was a, a very amiable guy um he did the, the part because keith moon was a huge um Vampirella fan. All oh, right, I didn't know that. And so, anyway, that's that's the uh, that's the uh, Roger Daltrey story. He was a very nice man and and a, and, a, and a fun guy to direct, and I had a good time. Oh, that's brilliant. And and to and, and, and to be honest, Talisa Soto, as wrong as she was for the part, was a very sweet sweet woman. Okay. Had she done? You know, they, they wanted her. Because, they wanted her, They wanted her because of Mortal Kombat, and because she had been in the Bond film. Yeah. And she, she just did not have the. Uh, the uh, she had the acting chops, but she didn't have the body to to, to rock Vampirella. No, definitely yeah. not. You've got to be some woman to fill that um, outfit. Yes, you do. <laughs> and she wasn't. And Julie Strain so, was that woman, because I've seen her in the outfit, and she looked she looked absolutely stunning. Well, my my current friend Rocky DeMarco um, has got as wearing the costume, and she's perfect for the role. Uh, I wish I could get some get some money together to make to make it. Rocky's brilliant. She is. Um, I'm friends with her also on Facebook as yourself and the banter between you two sometimes is really really fun and you can see you have a nice affection for each other well we've been on our, we've been together for 30 years we've been together for 30 years <laughs> I can't believe that <laughs> oh, but yeah I mean I watched the, 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 docu the documentary about you Papatopoulos yes and I've got to say, all your actors who you from that documentary worked with you, like Julie K. Smith, they just all love you and adore you. Well, Julie, Julie is uh, was uh, was a, a hottie still. So she is, yes, very much so. And I and I and I've worked with a lot of hotties over the course <laughs> of my So speaking of hotties, um, you've yes. got a new film due out, Bigfoot or Bust. Yes, I put everybody in that one. Yes, they, they're everybody. definitely all in there. I got, I, got, I got Rocky, Becky LeBeau, I got uh, Christine Wynn, Cindy Lucas, um, Gail Thackeray, um, Tony McClure, Debbie Dutch, everybody. And everybody. It's a, it's a rogues gallery of, of screen queens. And they, they all look... Absolutely fantastic in the safari outfits on the hunt. You know they 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 all look damn good. They do. You, know, you gotta you gotta remember these girls are were, were hot in the uh, in the nineties. Uh, yeah. And now it's not the nineties. So. And they all still they, look they, 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 beautiful. They look like I'll just say yeah. As, you know they all still look beautiful, and that's kind of. You know, a great thing. It is. So, um, anyway, uh, that, that's what's coming up for 
me. It'll be out later this year. And um, uh, I'm glad you guys all like uh, Return of Swamp Thing. Love it. And uh, I'll just apologize for Vampirella right now again to everybody. Um, <laughs> I did the best I could. It was 107 degrees every day in Las Vegas. Oof. And, and it was it was a tough film to make. We had a woman that was embezzling money off the off the top on that one too. It was like everything that could go wrong went wrong on that film. Bloody hell! So I was very 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 uh, stressed during that show. So anyway, I won't belabor that, but I'll just say Swamp Thing was a lot of fun. It was also hot. But <laughs> I enjoyed it, and um, uh, I hope you guys enjoy Bigfooter Bust when it comes out. Can't wait to see and, it. Uh, I guess uh, I guess I've outworn my welcome, so I'll just say thanks for having me on the show, and I wish you all the best. Thank you for um, letting us interview. Well, letting us interview you, Jim, and thanks for the stories on Swamp Thing. Um, you're an absolute legend. We all love you here, and um, thank you very much. Thank you okay, so well, much. Well, you guys, you guys, you, you guys all have a good day or good night, actually. And I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll keep trying to make good movies for you.